OCI is the single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. Do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash wallstreet. Hello and welcome to Money Beat Week. It's the first Friday of the month, which means we're talking J-O-B-S jobs. I'm Eric Holm with Steve Russolillo, Paul Vigna, and special guest Phil Izzo. We'll make sure we get our numbers right. Right after this. I'm Lex Friedman. I run my own business, so I know from experience, hiring new employees can be tough. Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including Craigslist, LinkedIn, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash WSJ. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash WSJ. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash WSJ. So guys, it's been quite a string of uh, excellent job reports over the last half a year, right? I mean, the payroll growth was uh, over 200,000 for six straight months and been talked that maybe the Fed might have to speed up the raising interest rates faster than expected and wage growth is right around the corner and people were going to be pulled back into the workforce and and we had another jobs report this morning. So, Phil Izzo, what happened? Uh, It disappointed everybody. (laughs) Um, So, um, Vidya will love this, I'm sure, but uh, the jobs came in. I don't love bad jobs. We love being right. I know he doesn't want. No, no, I. He does not want anyone to be out of a job. But I'm not a a pinko. It does feel nice to be right. Um, And so we only added about 142,000 jobs, which is not great. It breaks the string of 200,000 job reports. Um, The unemployment rate ticked down to 6.1 percent, but. Unfortunately, that was for the wrong reasons because a bunch of people dropped out of the labor force. Um, so all around, it was not a good report. I, I would argue it's not a bad report necessarily. Uh, I would say don't read too much into it really at all. Um, the only the, the big takeaway, I think, from this report is the Fed isn't going to do anything any sooner than we originally thought they were going to be. I mean, that that's the highlight. Yeah, that seems to be the reaction that we're hearing all over the place. I think that's what they want. But I I mean, the bottom line is 142,000 jobs doesn't look good. It's probably a result of some quirks. It's always hard to gauge job growth in August because um, it's a weird month in that it's the end of the summer. People are on vacation. The flows are a little strange. The seasonal adjustments are hard. Um, There's these uh, summertime layoffs that they do at auto plants that makes it that makes it difficult. We had this whole thing. I don't know if you guys talked about it before, but this market basket place in New England. They they actually made passing reference to a single employer in there. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Uh, that that that. only happens when there's a big thing and, and this month was enough that it was big enough that market baskets uh you know and, and we, was, we should briefly fill people in on that yeah, that, that was that, a really interesting story this yes yeah. uh 
family-owned retail chain up in New England. They had a, a fight. The family, the family that owns it, yep. they had an internal squabble, and one faction of the family threw out the CEO. But it was widely respected, by loved the employees. by yeah. the employees. I mean, right. th- this is what was so amazing about it is you had employees going on strike to bring back the CEO. I mean, when was the last time you ever heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. So they really liked him. I guess he was just a great boss. You know, they really liked him. They went on strike, and it, so many of them went on strike that it, you could see. It's like you know, you can see the Great Wall of China from space. You could see it in the jobs <laughs> report. Was it seventeen thousand jobs? I think. Were, I think. Were, well, that's so, what yeah. was that, lost in the industry. I'm not sure that that okay. was necessarily right. 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 How now, it affected the, the thing of it is, you can then effectively back that out for next month. Right. Right. So you can kind of, you know, this is truly sort of a one off situation. So you can back that out. We can't. The exact numbers are difficult. Right. 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 But but yeah, there'll probably there'll be some some payback. But, you know, we were we were we were about 80,000 below expectations. Yes. And um, that there weren't 80,000 people unemployed. No, no, no. By market basket. So that's not enough. You know, you, you take out the market basket thing. You take out the autos thing. And then, you know, you're off by. In a labor force of 150 some odd million people, whatever it is, you know, you're talking about a, a, a fraction of a percentage difference yeah. between a 200,000 report and, and what we've got. So, you know, I didn't mean to jump in on you. No, no, no. So that, that's, and I, I, that you're, I, I'm going to agree strenuously with you. Wait, what? Um, that <laughs> that it is. Uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, you know, it, 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 142,000 with a lot of weird things going on. It's not that far away. The, I mean, the the margin of error. We get so crazy about this. I mean, I, I know we've brought this up before, but we get so crazy about how close it is to consensus, how far away it is from consensus. But the margin of error that the the um, BLS publishes every month is 90,000 jobs. So they can only say with 90% certainty that between. 50,000 and 230,000 jobs right. were created. So they, they can only give us a range. And 142 is the center of that range. Um, so, it, you know, 10,000, 5,000 here or there doesn't really make that. Even 80,000 here or there doesn't necessarily change the broad direction of the economy. And don't forget about revisions, too, because uh, yeah, in the month. Russo had a good post about that. Tell in us about in that. the month of August. So over the past three years, the month of August has seen the highest amount of re- revisions on average compared to any other month throughout the year. So about 90,000 jobs on average are added through the revisions in the month of August. So if you think about... In the months that follow when they reissue... Right, right. So if you think about how this number is going to get revised several times, let's say it does the average number, 90,000. You're talking 142 plus 90. You're talking at 232,000 jobs for the month, which if we got a 232 report today, we'd all be sitting here saying, oh, that's the seventh straight month of 200,000 job growth. That's that's pretty darn good. So... It's all it's all perspective, and it's, uh, it's I, also I, by no means guaranteed. But it, right, right, of course. Now here's the big but, right? Uh, so I think I agree with all of those things. We should not be too crazy about the 142,000 jobs that were created and that it was below consensus. We shouldn't take it as indication that momentum has stopped. Um, I don't think the Fed's going to take it as indication that the, that momentum has stopped. The jobs market is still improving. Here's the funny thing: look at the other side of the equation. So there's two surveys, right, where we get the mm-hmm. numbers from the jobs report from. One is the establishment survey. That's a, that's a survey of businesses, which is where we get the number of jobs created. The other one is the household survey. That's a survey of people where they basically ask, you know, do you have a job? Did you work last month? Um, and that's where we get the unemployment rate from. Now, that dipped down this month, but it did it for the wrong reasons. And there are a lot of things to worry about, I think, in the trend below that. Uh, we've talked a bit about people 
dropping out of the labor force because they get discouraged and all this other stuff. And that's definitely happening. There's still there's some structural things. The Fed came out this week and had a report that said that most of the drop in what we call the labor force participation rate, which is the percentage of um, of people who are working or looking for work um, is really low. And they say that a, a big portion of that is because of retirees. Um, in fact, the Fed report said that the, most of it is from retirees, but that could also be a little covering and saying, well, you know, we don't have to worry about it so much. There's not much we can do about it because they can't do anything about that. What the Fed can only do something about is um, is jobs. They can't do anything about uh, participation of retirees. That's a structural thing. That's not a cyclical thing. It's not related to the recession or anything like that. Anyway, that is still low and it's lower than it would say by retirees. And if you look at people who are prime age workers, so between 25 and 54, that should have nothing to do with structural issues. That should have only to do with what, how strong the labor market is. And that is historically low. And the trend does not look good over the last four or five months. The labor force participation rate has, is actually lower than it was at the start of the year. So there's been no improvement in labor force participation. And the employment to population ratio, which is another ratio that we look at that sort of tries to take the, the size of the people in, into account, that is basically not moved. It is, it's, it's, not, it's been pretty much stagnant for at least the last four months and has only moved like two-tenths of a percentage point since the beginning of the year. Now, we've seen a lot of improvement from earlier this year, but uh, from earlier in the, re- from, in the right. recovery, I mean. But this year, it really hasn't moved that much. Yeah, and how come that doesn't match sort of the headline number that you see? Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that they're two separate surveys, so they don't always move in tandem. They generally, mm-hmm. over the long haul, move in tandem. Um, the other thing is, I mean, these are some interesting in the weeds bits, but the number of people who are counted in the um, – Household survey is just people. So, like, if I have three jobs, I'm just counted as one person who's employed. If you're in the uh, in the jobs report, in the payrolls number, that's the number of jobs. We talk about it as a, as a proxy for people, but it's really not. It's actually the number of jobs. So people who are multiple employees are counted like three times. So if I have three jobs in the household survey, I'm just one person employed. If I have three jobs, I'm three people in the uh, in the establishment survey, which is three different jobs. So they, we, you know, there was a report out this week from Gallup that said that people are working more hours and partially because they're working more jobs. And, you know, so – and there's still a lot of people working part-time. So that's a lot of people putting jobs together. I, I think it's a, it's, a con, it's a continual proof that things are not great out there, that there's still a lot of slack in the labor market. And things are improving for certain sectors of the population, but there continue to be struggles for um, for people on the lowest end of the income and job scale. And really not even just the lowest end, like the lower the, – you know, the, the bottom half. That's a lot of people. That's millions and millions of people are still struggling and you know it's not making up quickly. And I think the, the jobs report, as the, even though I it wouldn't go too crazy with how, that it's bad, it's not showing the type of progress that I think we really want to see. And in that same vein, uh, Janet Yellen has people paying attention to wages more as well. Yep. And what did we see there? Well, the interesting thing with wages is wages look better. Um, they have been pretty stagnant. But I think the year over year was something like two point five. Two one. Was it two one? Was two one. And, and and inflation was one six. And it's right. not great, you it's know. Not great. But it's but it's it's outpacing inflation. But and, again, it's it's more or less where it's been. Right. You know, inching ahead of inflation, and also you know you, you have to start thinking about. I saw a really interesting report, uh, Economic Policy Institute this week. You have to think about that number is a that's a total aggregate number. That's overall wages. How what percentage of that is going to 
the small amount of people at the top who are seeing actual wage growth, mm-hmm. and what percentage of that is the vast, and I'm not trying to play class warfare, people, just showing you numbers, uh, what percentage is the vast number of people who are not seeing wage growth? And for most people, they just are not seeing wage growth. And that's the reality. And I think the Fed understands that. I, and I think they're concerned about it, too. I mean, they are. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, and they should be. And that, I think that's I mean, another they, they reason. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, that, that that's a problem that's going to hinder growth. And right. it's one of the reasons why we we have not been able to average 3% growth, which we keep right. expecting. Why everything is not happening. Everything is fits and starts. Right. And everything is, if you get, look, you know, if you, if you get a hot sale, you get good, you know, rates on cars, you can sell certain things if you can provide the right incentive for it, but you cannot do it on a sustainable basis. Right. Back to sales season. They'll have a big back to sales school. Maybe people will go out. Something will come up that will will spur people to go out, but you don't have it on a sustained basis. And you're you're not going to have it on a sustained basis until you, you see some real wage growth. And you know it's funny this morning the number comes out, one forty two crosses the tape and And you did not get up and do a dance around the newsroom. No, I don't in dance at bad numbers. <laughs> I know you guys all think that like I want things to be bad. I don't want things to be bad. I just happen to understand that they are, and you're all primrose class. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, that number came out and people said, you know, you could see the immediate reaction, right? I mean, you saw it in the stock market. Uh, the futures, which were down, immediately just, boom, gapped in half. They, they took back what they were doing because the market immediately did the calculation. Well, bad numbers, Fed on hold, buy. Um and you thought, oh, it broke the two hundred thousand. Oh, the, oh, it's a bad number. Bad. And when you looked at the report, as Phil just, I have to say, excellently summarized, <laughs> uh, what I saw out of this report is what it's been every single month. The headline number, it, it's not that it doesn't matter, but what really matters are the things that are underneath. How many people are coming into the labor force? How many people are going out? What kinds of jobs are being created? What kinds of wages are being created? And I didn't see any real change in this report this month from everything we've seen the last several months. So while the headline number was very different, the rest of it, I thought, was all more or less the same. Right. Well, what we always are concerned about is the trend, right? I mean, we want to know where things are going. and, And to be honest with you, this 142 number isn't concerning right now, but- if the next four months we get continued numbers well, oh, under yeah. two hundred thousand, right. and you know, it probably is a blip. It probably will probably have a, a, a nice little jump next month, maybe. But we don't know that. I right. mean, it's too early for us to say the trend has changed in the payrolls numbers. But it's something that we need to look at now that we weren't worried about necessarily yeah. last month. Um, and then the the other issue is, as Paul pointed out, there, we continue to have this this lackluster economy and that's the trend actually on the employment side on the on the uh, unemployment rate side the trend is not looking great uh, like even this year the the it, we can go back to the fed a little bit the fed said that they continue to see slack in june um and they were looking at the unemployment rate of 6.1 at that at that point. Well, it rose a little bit last month and it declined a little bit, but it's the same place it was right. then. And it, it, we had a big drop in the unemployment rate last year over the course of the year. We dropped back down to the sixes and it, I think it dropped over a percentage point over the course of the year, maybe even a little more than a percentage point. Um, but this year, it's not really moved all that much. It's been pretty stagnant. For well, the and, guys and if, have such Debbie Downer. And if the reason for <laughs> – oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I look out there and I see job growth – 
for the for the monthly job growth you're seeing on the three month, six month, and twelve month average, all above two hundred thousand. Jobless claims are the four week moving average of jobless claims is at its around its lowest level since two thousand six. Manufacturing survey ISM's survey is at a multi year high. Auto sales at a multi year high. Service the ISM service sector report is also at a multi year high. All this stuff just came out this week. This, I think that's good news. I don't know. I, I think those things are good news, um, and I and we don't want to read too much into the jobs numbers. The problem is what we what we are looking for at this point is acceleration, and those numbers that you mentioned, Steve, are are you're you're right. I mean, those hint at acceleration, but we have a lot of other numbers that don't necessarily that just tell the same story. That we, I mean, I I know it gets boring. It's really boring to say the same thing for six years, and I know it because I've been saying it <laughs> for six years. It, we have slow and steady growth. I mean, every time we think we're going to break out, what happens is everyone says, "Whoa, hold on, slow down." We, we need we're not we, we're not ready to go that that fast again. And and you could be right, Steve. I mean, like maybe we're going to see that breakout. And I'm I'm the one who always says, "Wait for the third quarter. Just wait. We're going to see the big acceleration in the third quarter." Well, I've been wrong so many times about that <laughs> that I don't know how, how I can say. But slow and steady growth is almost a. It's not a bad thing right now. No, Why of course not. Why is that a not. bad thing? I mean, no, I don't think it. You I had think, 4.2% well, growth in the second. Well, it's a bad thing because there are still too many people not working well, and yes, not yeah. being paid That's, enough. Right. right. And and, but the good thing is slow and steady growth will get those people there. Um, and it will also keep inflation in check if it's slow. So it's okay that they don't have huge wage increases if they're not facing inflation. I mean, we want them to have, we want everybody to have wage increases, right? But the problem is when everybody has wage incre- increases, we have inflation and then everybody can't pay for things. So, you know, we want, slow and steady is not bad. It's, it's very good, as a matter of fact. And five years ago, we would have killed for slow and steady. It's great. The problem is that we want to see acceleration in the economy to really move things forward. We can keep things moving okay, but we can't really do well until we see acceleration. And okay is better than bad. Like no one's talking about recession. No one's talking about recession. That's good. good. Morgan Stanley came out uh, this week saying that this could be the biggest expansionary period in history for the U.S., of course, that's coming off the financial crisis, so you have five years yes. of just recovering from that, and, and then and, you whatever know, recovery you have after. It's, lo- it's great to have a long expansion period, but it would be really great if we had a long expansion period that averaged 3% or four, or even 2.5%. Well, I mean, let's think about this this year, because so you had the first quarter, GDP was down 2.1%. Was that the final numbers? So. Something around that. Second quarter, up 4.2%. That'll probably get revised again. Uh, and then let's say you have 3% growth the back half of the year. You're looking at about 2.5% total for the year. Which right, which all things cons- Which is where we've been. I mean, listen, which is exactly where we've it, been. It, all well, things considered after the worst winter in God knows how long. Yeah, I, 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 I don't... I'm, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm on that train that things can be accepted. <laughs> and if we have a second half that's 3%, that's an acceleration, and that's good. And I will say, if we in December and we have two halves where we had we have a whole half of the year where we're at 3%, then I'll be the first one in January to say, okay, 2015 really should be the year that we take off. And I'm, I'm hoping for it. I think it's possible. But it hasn't happened yet. And I don't think the other – I don't think all the data are not pointing in the same direction. All the data are pointing in the direction of growth. The data are not all pointing in the same direction of blockbuster growth that is right around the corner. It's it's possible. It's possible the fourth quarter could be huge. I mean maybe we're just waiting for the iPhone 6. That's all that we need. <laughs> just release the new product and you know, this Christmas will be the best last one. Year? The iPhone had a, actually had a material impact it, on, on GDP, right? That it, happens. Yep. That, yeah. the, that's and, amazing. You know, Steve <clears> – <throat> excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me, everybody. Uh, to your point, I'm the excited issue, for this. 
No, I wasn't doing that for dramatic effect. I really was just clearing my throat. Uh, I, I think the issue and the problem is when you look at those numbers, they seem fine. The question is, what is really driving them? Is it really because people are in a better position and they're in a position to go out and spend and their wages are rising, their savings are rising, and they're feeling more confident? No, they're taking advantage or of low interest rates. Because, right, because you have the central bank keeping interest rates at zero for going on. So coming on the sixth anniversary of, and I can see Phil putting his <laughs> hand on his head already. He's like, I know this is going. I know you know where this is going. So, <laughs> I, I mean, really, the question is, is the growth that we are seeing real and sustainable or is it manufactured? And I personally think it's more manufactured than real and sustainable. And I think that's a one that and I think it's obvious because you see it. That's why you get these fits and starts. That's why you get things look good for a little while. Then they look bad. I would agree because, with you a thousand percent if something wasn't happening, if, which is if the Fed was not pulling back. Like the, I agree that they're some pulling of back it, on QE. Yes. Some yes. of it is manufactured. And yes, zero percent interest rates are still Definitely stimulative. I, I I agree with that. But the Fed has begun to pull back, and we still are seeing growth. And when we end QE, which we're going to end in, but I, again, in a couple what, of months, again, what are we seeing growth in? We were just talking about wages. Are we seeing growth in wages for most people in this nation? We are. No. We're not seeing gangbusters growth, but we are seeing growth. Not for most people. Uh, I don't know about that, Paul. I mean, I, I mean, I think we're not seeing growth above inflation. Yes. Okay. But we're seeing some growth. I mean, we're not seeing – there's a different – Real growth. Inflation-adjusted Inflation growth. Inflation-adjusted yes. growth. Right. Okay. For the vast majority the, of workers. Probably not for most workers are, are seeing – but the, they don't need to to have an economy that's sustainable. Sustainable doesn't mean accelerating and doesn't mean getting better. Sustainable means that you can have growth that is a low level of inflation – a stable or declining unemployment rate. And, I mean, if wage growth and, and, and inflation growth stay at the same place forever, that's sustainable. I mean, it's not great. It doesn't mean well, it doesn't how mean sustainable is, will it be the, the more and more that you get the Fed pulling back? That's I mean, the question. They don't know. Just started, we, they just started. They haven't raised rates. But, I mean, you're right. They're, they're, they're not out of QE yet. They are still buying. Sure. And rates are still at zero. And I, I, well, rates are going to be at zero for a while. I don't yeah, think that's going to right. change. Because and, they know. Because they know they can't. And it's not normal. And you're they right. They know still, they can't start raising it's rates. Still they know right. and, and it's still crazy stimulative. Right. It's still crazy stimulative. I mean. So and I'm just saying, just to get to Steve's point, that's the question. When you look at the numbers, that's why you can't just take the numbers and say, well, these numbers look great. Everything's great. You know, well, I guess I can go home now. You have to ask yourself what's really driving this. And I'm not saying I have the exact answer. I'm just saying that's the real question. And for a lot of people out there, the answer is not well, my situation is so great that I'm going to go out and spend money. Right. That's it. I mean, that, that's all there is to it. So, and that, that's, why, that, that's why people don't trust what they're seeing. I think that is a valid point. I think the Fed is definitely remains stimulative. And, but the, the, the issue is – and the Fed would like to raise rates. They would like to have rates be normal. Normal rates are closer to 5% where 0%. Um, it's going to it's going to be hard for them to get there but there also is less of a return on that on on that zero rate and as they'll probably be able to raise rates a little bit without too much backlash i mean the question really is how much of this is relying on the fed and how much of it is a, 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 an economy that's standing on its own two legs now i do think that the fed is helping 
but I think the economy can stand and walk on its own. It's not. It's now is the Fed is helping it go faster. They're not propping it up completely. And I, I think we couldn't say that two years ago. I right. think two years ago it was very clear that the Fed, the, you know, the Fed was the walker, and the the economy had. All you know, it's all its weight on that walker. And now the Fed is is not even a cane. It's just you know an arm next to you that you hold on to. Uh, you know you can walk on your own. That's you can't a run, beautiful but metaphor. you can Love but it. you can but you can walk on your own. Right That's now. a beautiful ah, metaphor. I do hope you're right. And I'd like to think too that because you do see still so much what I think is sort of fundamental weakness in the economy. And this is sort of, if you want to have a hopeful, if you want to be, if you want to uh, kids out there. If you want to remain bearish but have some kind of source of little optimism, yeah, think about this. If the fact that the Fed has done all these things, right, and it has only gotten us this much kind of real lasting growth, a lot of it we know has gone into – look, a lot of the Fed stimulus has gone absolutely nowhere. Banks are sitting on it on their reserves and they're using that to just kind of play around in the asset markets, bumping up you know, stock prices and high yield bonds, which you can't even call high yield anymore. Uh, maybe when they reverse those things, the effect on the economy, maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe you will see it kind of contained in the places where things went crazy. Maybe. I hope. I, I would like to think that that's what happens. Well, I hope mean, is I, a good thing. I think, I think there's maybe a reason. Maybe the best I think there's a reason yes. to be Thanks, I think the, Thanks, other, Red. the <laughs> other thing to remember about growth and blockbuster growth is it's usually not – it's driven by something. And mm-hmm. you almost never see what that thing is that was driving it until it happens. Like, you know, it was like very how? hard to see the Industrial Revolution. I mean, I'm talking about big, major right. things that drive growth, like, you know, uh, women entering the workforce, uh, the Internet. I mean, things that we didn't know right, sort of were fundamental going, drivers, fundamental bit like those yeah. are the things that that prompt acceleration, innovation and and right. and creation and new ideas. We don't know what can, what's what's going to happen and what's going to be next. There could be. We could be on the verge of a huge technical breakthrough or something. There mm-hmm. could be something mm-hmm. that is waiting in the wings. Bitcoin. That will have a huge <laughs> – like Bitcoin, <laughs> totally possible. Um, uh, that, have I mentioned that we do a, a daily BitBeat column? <laughs> have, I, have I talked about that here? The the future the times, future yes. of the future of the economy is in celebrity nudes, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean no you, you're that's right the, that's you're a right. thing to be hopeful for is that and if that's we can the thing be, for celebrity nudes if we can be <laughs> <laughs> if we can be sustainable while we wait the hope it. of something innovative and a big right. market moving not market moving economy moving innovation can occur if we can keep our heads above water and that can happen then we can really see. You know, some sort of blockbuster strength that really carries us up. I watch. I watch. That's right? it. Yeah. The no, I watch I don't is going to change. Man. Who's, who's buying an iWatch here? Not me. No. I, you know what? I said the same thing, though, when the iPod came out. I said, oh, well, I could just put my music on CDs. I don't know why I need this right. thing. <laughs> and when the, you know, when the iPhone came out, I said, oh, well, I don't know. I have a laptop that I can do that stuff with. And when the yeah. iPad came out, I said, oh, you know, it's just like iPhone a big iPhone. Do I, what, what, do I need? Right. what do I need a big iPhone for? And, you know, so. And now they're going to make a big iPhone. I'm, right, exactly. <laughs> now I have a big iPhone. Uh, the, the weird thing about it is. You know the the whole issue of charging it because it's it's a you know it's a where it's a device you know so I mean I guess if you could work it out that you only charge it at night that you get have to charge it once a day it's like taking off your watch but like how often do you have to you know you're 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 in a, an airport and you're locked to an outlet because you have to charge it that's gonna be a 
It's going to be a pain for a watch. Don't okay, you think? Walter Mossberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Dow is up 40 now, so that's uh, sort of – America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, who predicted uh, – I said up – no, wait, what did I say? I don't know. What did you say? I don't remember. I predicted up 65 at the I close. said new record oh, for I the said S&P. Oh, I said up 42. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, up 42. All right. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I think I took the over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I'm losing again. Uh, I don't write about markets, so I didn't bet on where. We didn't bet. Uh, we didn't bet, Phil. <laughs> no is betting. No, no money betting. is involved. No, of course, in this. of course, just, of course. And we just, don't even root. Just, we don't even root. <laughs> we don't even root. These are just projections. Not for the market, but based upon our expertise. The big number of the week is seven. Over under on Giants wins oh. this season. New York football over. Giants over baby. You're taking I'm the over. Yeah, you're bullish. I'm bullish. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no basis at all. Because I'm a fan and I'm optimistic. That's a you great number to choose for the over under because they might go eight and eight. They could. There's a yeah. big, there's, <laughs> a, there's uh, a good I, chance. I mean, there's a chance they'll go eight and eight I, and win the division with that yeah. awful division. Uh, you know, I will say they won five games in the preseason and they look like they're going to win five games in the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> they just. Is that how that works? Uh, it shouldn't be how it works. <laughs> Uh, I think the defense is going to be good. The running game is going to be good. Our wide receivers after Victor Cruz terrify me. And I think our line is, is it, it's a mess. I have no idea. And what's, what's really frightening is I don't know if they have five guys that can play off, that can be starting offensive linemen. And I don't think they know if they have five guys who can be the starting offensive linemen. <laughs> So that is it could really be worse. scary. You could beat the New York Jets and start the, offense, the season without a cornerback. The Jets are going to be better yeah. than the Giants this year. Wow. Whoa. Mm, Jets are going to be better than the Giants. The Giants' offense looked historically bad. The starting offense. They, were, they won five games because they have a great JV squad. The starting offense looked awful every time they went out there. If you're a Giant fan, uh, Steve God bless you for being hopeful. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm terrified. How about the right Seahawks now. last night? They looked amazing. Oh, they looked, that's a that's solid a, that's football a team. Great man. team. Oh my god! It's it's and that and that Packer team is a good team also. Yeah. I wonder but, about that. I well, wonder after if getting if, smacked down like that, it but, makes you wonder. Yeah, but I wonder if how much of that was because that Packer team is actually sliding. Mm. Their window is closing and they're sliding. I know Lacey's they're, they're, good. They're not a terribly old team. I mean, no, they're not. They're not but the you Steelers, know, for God's thing, sake. things change on you. Things change on yeah. you in the NFL. The Seahawks are interesting, though. I mean, they they're building a. I think uh, they're building a very interesting little thing out there in Seattle. I mean, great, we had a great journal story today, you know, talking or this week talking yeah. about the the cornerbacks. They're all six two, six three. They're right. these huge guys, and that's now the new trend is to have a big quarter cornerback that can knock down right. you know the over the over the back shoulder pass or whatever that is. Yeah, know. the back shoulder pass yeah. from the QB, and it's just I mean it's it's really interesting to think about it like. They have that that home field advantage, that real home field advantage, and they're up there in the corner of the country. Everybody has to travel a long distance to mm. go to them to play them, and then you get that that just physical, violent football team. Those insane, caffeinated Seattleers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, that that part that of the awful magic? weather it's, just yeah, makes that you awful angry. Weather, yeah, I mean, it really yeah. Oh, suicidal, you know. <laughs> uh, they're building an interesting little thing up there, I think. They and, built uh, it already. I mean, it's, they built. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they built it. Right, right. They've built it. And uh, I heard the first half of a story from you this week. Did you meet Emmett Smith? Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, we had him on the show last winter. Last 
Wait, was he, was he back in the he building? Was in the he was in the he was in the office this week. I didn't see him this oh, week. I was I busy. I didn't have I was busy. I didn't have time for for Emmett. You know, right? It was Bitcoin. Well, to be covered. That's why. It was Bitcoin. Yeah, big Bitcoin to be covered. You know. No, no, yeah, he was here this week. I didn't get to interview him this time, but we had him last year on the show. So did you put him in his place? I did. I, I trash talked him a little bit. Yeah, I did. Oh my, I did <laughs> a little tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny bit, tiny bit. <laughs> Who uh, compared you this week to Turtle from Entourage? <laughs> yeah, Grocer did right, Cause, right? Because I was, I was, I was complaining how much I think Emmett Smith is overrated and he's no good. And Barry Sand, anybody could have run behind that line. And Emmett Smith, this, that, and, you know. And of course, he's like, he, he, he Grocer said, just he said, you're such a typical Giant fan. You, you're Turtle from Entourage, you know, and, <laughs> oh, like a New and, England fan has anything to complain. About. Right, right, Grocer, right. give me a. In that not turtle, even when confronted with someone that he was talking trash about, well, yeah, immediately I never, did an about face. Yeah. Right. Tom, yeah, he's, I guess Tom he's, Brady. he's trash talking Tom right. Brady, and then he meets Tom Brady, and he, you know, he, he totally sucks up to him. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not me, man. Not me. I told Smith, I, no, I, I, was, I sucked up to him. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's call it a day. Everyone have a good weekend. Stay tuned for this. Wix.com lets you easily create a beautiful professional website for free. With hundreds of stunning templates, cool features, and popular apps, you can get your business online today. Start now at Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com. You've been listening to the Money Beat Podcast. Stay connected to the Wall Street Journal Radio Network by following us on Twitter at WSJ Radio. This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com slash WSJ.